Good morning and happy Easter. I'm reading this morning from Romans chapter 10, verses 5 to 13. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or, Who will descend into the deep? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth... Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. And richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Good morning. There is an old tradition at Easter time, a little phrase. Um, when the leader says, he is risen, people will say, oh, we know the tradition. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Let me say it again. Christ is risen. This is our celebration on Easter Sunday. Uh, I want to say a huge welcome to you. If you are here, if you are visiting or don't usually come to church, you are with us, huge welcome to you. If you're online, uh, maybe you're on holidays, maybe you're camping somewhere or doing something fun. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm going to pray, and we're just going to have a look at this one verse that, in fact, Tony, uh, in his prayer, prayed for us today, because it's profound, and it's simple, and it's amazing, and it's simple. It's amazing. So we're going to have a look at it. I'm going to pray for us. Father, as we look at your word this morning, Father, I pray that you'd speak to us. I actually pray that you, your spirit would come and be with us wherever we are, in this room, and make your word just come alive. Uh, I pray that you'd really put it in our hearts, Lord, and enable us to wrestle with it, not just as we hear it now, but also uh, throughout this weekend, throughout this week. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is Easter Sunday. Has anyone had chocolate for breakfast? Yes, that is a legitimate, legitimate breakfast of champions. Um, Or maybe you've had a hot cross bun. Uh, you know, uh, or maybe you've just, you know, you've had some fun this weekend, you've slept a lot, or you've uh, had adventures, may they continue. Today is the day that we, as believers all around the world, we celebrate Jesus who died rising again, rising again from the grave. I don't know what you think of when you think of resurrection, I don't know what that does for you, but I'll tell you there's one image that I really think about. And it's from John's Gospel. And there is a picture uh, there is a, uh, of Jesus who, who has come alive again 
and he meets with the disciples and he's sitting on the beach and uh, the disciples are out fishing and maybe, I don't know if there's an image there, and he's sitting on the beach and he invites the disciples with him and I've paraphrased a bit of the passage, you can have a look at that, it's in John 10, 21, but he says to them, come and have breakfast. And here is a picture of the disciples, followers of Jesus together, sitting with the resurrected Lord Jesus, just watching the sunrise, having fish and bread for breakfast. That to me is a wonderful picture of resurrection because I can't wait to have an eternity just to hang out with other people who trust in Jesus and just to hang out with Jesus having breakfast on the, at the eternal beach. Um, there is so much we can talk about heaven. This is my favorite image. I can't wait for resurrection. I don't know what resurrection means to you. Maybe you're here this morning, you're like, I don't even believe it. I don't even know what it is. I don't believe it. When we come to Easter, Easter brings us hope. But when we come and consider Easter, we consider resurrection, we're confronted. Easter confronts us with death. And I don't know, uh, for me, I feel like for this year, death has been something that it's, it has been constant. I feel like I've been to more funerals this year. I've been to a number of them. I've been uh, connected with people who at the last minute, uh, confronted with death, have, have reached out to God. I don't know if this Easter maybe. This is an Easter where you've lost a loved one in the last while. Maybe this is your first Easter without them. Death is really hard and I send my love and condolences to you as you do that. Being at funerals, I think for me one of the things that's most notable about funerals is there's always the part in the funeral where there's a montage, a photo montage. And that's always the bit that gets me to see people's life to see people having awesome, wonderful lives, but then we're confronted with death. This year, we've had the challenges of COVID. Uh, COVID has made us all confront death. We've had to figure out how do we live in a way to protect us from an early death, to protect others. But it's also been a year when we've been confronted with the death of well-known people. Uh, there's a number of people I think of. Uh, Taylor Hawkins, you'll see a picture of him there with a the long blonde hair. Here's the drummer from the Foo Fighters. He passed away recently while on tour, 50 years old. Rodney Marsh, the famous cricketer. Um, I grew up watching this show called Full House. Um, Bob Saget, the dad, passed away. Probably the biggest one, I think, and it's hit me hard, I don't know about you, Shane Warne. Have you felt that? Um, I was there as a kid in 94 at the Boxing Day test when he got a hat-trick. He inspired me to, do, to create my own uh, spin bowling. I called it the Bronze Pass Special, named after the figgy high bronze... Anyway, just twist your wrist as much as you can, but it seemed we've got a few wickets, so I need to pull it out. He inspired us, a bunch of kids, to play cricket in the backyard. You know, you look at his life, he was a partier. You know, he had a good time, he had loved life. By all accounts, he loved his family. He was devoted to his family. He was a good man. And yet, we're confronted. Here's this guy. He's so young. And he's gone. We're confronted with death. 
There's a cartoon uh, that was in the Australian newspaper. Uh, and it's this, you know, it's this funny image of Shane Warne strolling past God, you know, into the gates of heaven, you know. Just, you know, flip it. Oh, I've just cracked it through, you know. It's a funny image, but it says, you know, it helps us, it, it, it makes us imagine how would we confront death? Can we be like Shane Warne, just crack our way through past God? We'll sneak past God, you know, we'll get into heaven. What's our response to death? Is it like that? Is it something like that's cartoon? What is our response? What's your response? You know, if we're confronted with death at this time at Easter, is your response, it doesn't matter, it's not a concern for me, I'm young, I'm not going to have to deal with death, I've been avoiding it. You know, I'm focused on the here and now, I don't want to think about what happens after death. Is it something that you are detached from? Because death brings you pain and, and, and maybe this year has had to, to make that, uh, has brought the pain. What's your response to, to life after death? Maybe it's you don't believe in life after death. Maybe you've never seriously stopped and thought about it before, or maybe you have. You've concluded there's nothing. Uh, and the, there's a book of, in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes, has this amazing verse. It says that God has set eternity in the human heart. He's put it in our hearts. Maybe... Maybe you, you know that deep inside, or maybe you've saying, no, that's not, I reject that. Maybe you are aware of life after death, and you're seeking to deal with it. In the book of Romans, that we're looking at this passage, Paul addresses the Jews who did everything they can to be prepared for life after death, and they did that through following the religious laws, thought that was enough. Maybe religiousness is the way that you prepare for death. Coming to church every week, lighting candles, uh, doing everything you can, uh, being that religious person, praying, keeping God's laws yourself. Or maybe it's being morally good, saying, you know, if I'm really good, if I do the good things, yeah, I'll do some bad things, it's going to tip the scales and God will see and, you know, it'll tip the scales and, and I'll be right for life after death. I don't know where you're at, but Easter confronts us with death but Easter also confronts gives us hope whereas death may bring us sadness and 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 despair Easter gives us hope Easter the resurrection of Jesus says that there is more to life than death God has made a way to bring us life after death death is not the end of the story that's hope when I wake up this morning, I go, thank you, God. This is the thing that strikes me. Because of what we celebrate today, we have hope. And Paul describes this in the passage. And this great verse, Romans 10 verse 9, this is what it says. It's so simple and so profound. Paul writes, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is the hope of Easter. This is the resurrection. This is the hope of what is given us. What does he mean, Paul says? He's, he's saying here is a way 
that you can have that hope and be assured of that hope. And it's so simple. What does he say? He says, firstly, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Now, in the Gospels, Jesus has many titles. He's called Lord of the Sabbath, Lord of all. Peter describes him in the book of Acts, sorry, Lord of the Sabbath, Lord of the harvest. Peter describes him in the book of Acts as Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of everything. Jesus is sovereign over all things. Look at what Colossians says. Colossians says this, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones or powers, rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things and in him all things hold together. Jesus is Lord over everything. Jesus is Lord over all spiritual things. You might say, you know what, Langdon? You know, I, I'm not a Christian, but I'm a spiritual person. I use crystals or I have other spiritual practices. I do different things. Jesus is Lord above all spiritual forces. Jesus is Lord over all physical things. The oceans, the animals, the tectonic plates, the floods. Don't we know about that? Jesus is Lord over all the universe, the stars, the planets, gravity, black holes. And he's the Lord over all things, over all mankind, over all the leaders of the world. Jesus is the Lord even over Putin. And he's the Lord over death. And this is what we celebrate at Easter. Jesus, like no other, is the Lord over death. When we say, if we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, what are we saying? The word, for, uh, the word there for Lord is a Greek word, kurios. And it's another translation for Yahweh. That word for God. The Old Testament word for God. But when we say Jesus is Lord, we're acknowledging that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus was, as well as being a man who lived 2,000 years ago, Jesus is God. This is who Jesus was. God became a man to reveal to the world exactly who he is. And it's not Jesus was Lord back then. Jesus is still Lord today. Because Jesus was a fully God but also fully man, when he died on the cross, he died not for his own sins, but he could take our sins on him. This is Jesus the Lord, the sovereign Lord over all things. And Jesus wants to be the Lord of your life. So when we declare, keep that verse up if we could Adele, when we declare that Jesus is Lord, he wants us to be fully submitted to him. Declaring that Jesus is Lord means saying, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Now that might sound crazy because when we grow up, we live our own lives. We make our own decisions. We choose what we want to do. Yet to make Jesus our Lord is to say, not only are you the Lord of all things, I'm letting you be the Lord of my life. Complete submission to him as Lord. So he says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And then he says, if you believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead. And that's what we're celebrating. Do you believe this morning that Christ was raised? 
from the dead. Again, crazy. Yet this is the hope we have. It might be hard to believe in your heart because you weren't there. It sounds ridiculous. We've never seen, I've never seen physically with my own eyes, someone raised from the dead. Matt, you weren't there. We don't have the evidence. No video or evidence or anything like that today. It's not verifiable. If you have those questions, you're in good company. There was a disciple named Thomas. He was, he was the same. He knew Jesus, but he was like, oh, I can't, I've got to see it for myself. I encourage you, go and seek the answers. Maybe you've got to find out more. Maybe you've got to ask more questions. Maybe I invite you to read the story of the gospel, find out more. It's hard to believe, but it's also hard to believe because of the implications. Because if indeed Jesus did rise from the grave, if indeed that's true, I believe it is, it changes the way we see the world. It means that there is hope for life after death. And the fact that Jesus rose from the dead proves that he is the Lord of all. That means that everything he says about life, about eternity, it's true. This wasn't just a man talking about it, this is God. His resurrection proves this. But his resurrection also shows that if God raised Jesus from the dead, God is willing to raise us from the dead if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that he was raised from the dead. I encourage you this morning to consider doing that. Here's the implications. If we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, what does that mean? We are saved. What does that mean? It's a word that maybe gets cliched, maybe it's a little negatory, but here's what it means. Because of the ways that we all fall short of God, we all have this sin, Jesus saves us from the punishment that we all deserve for our sin. Jesus died on the cross not for his own sin, but for ours. And his resurrection shows us that the payment was enough. All the ways we ignored God, all the ways we ignored his commandments, all the ways we just don't live for God, we, we live for ourselves, everything is forgiven. And the resurrection proves it. No matter what we've done, no matter how many times, no matter how grievous, no matter how bad, through Jesus' death and resurrection, we can be forgiven. And that means that when we go and stand before God, like we're going to do, there's no way we can sneak past God with a great little flipper. Let me show you my flipper God and I'll sneak past. There's no way that's going to happen. We're all going to stand in front of God. We're going to give an account for our lives. And yet for those who declare that Jesus is Lord and trust in him and believe in his resurrection, he is going to see us as pure and holy. He's going to see Jesus in us. Nothing to do with us. It's what Jesus has done for us. He, see Jesus, he sees Jesus in our place. He gives us that total forgiveness. We avoid that punishment. This is why we have this famous verse I always pull this out, but if I know so many people, and maybe you've never heard this before, where Jesus says, uh, John says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's what Jesus did 
on the cross. That's why we celebrate his resurrection. So here it is. If we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, if we believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Gee, it's simple, isn't it? Gee, it's profound. It's simple. You might look at it and go, oh, great, I can just say, hey, God, you know, Jesus is Lord. I said the words, you know, it's like open sesame. Say the words, I'll sneak on through. God's, God's better than that. He sees, he knows the heart. He says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's simple, it's profound, it's free. Free for us, cost God everything, cost him his son. And it's hard for us, because some of us might want to go, that's all good, Langdon, I need to add to that. I need to add more, I need to add, uh, you know, uh, I have to go to the right church, I have to believe the right doctrine, I have to... You know, I, I have to hold on to it, keep confessing, you know, or I lose it. No, it's just that. And it's easily accessible. God hasn't made it that we have to go on a pilgrimage or we have to somehow get into heaven or go down to hell to find it. God brought it to us. God brings it to each and every person on earth. He wants everybody to know when he brings it and he makes it so simple you don't have to do it do anything you've just got to believe it you've just got to have Jesus as your Lord and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead it's for everybody some of you might be here or watching this going oh not for me not for me I can't I'm not good enough I haven't I'm not God you don't know me God knows you this is for you it's for you on Friday, Shane shared, if you, haven't, if you were here on Friday, Shane talked from uh, Psalm uh, 31, and he quoted a bit that's also found in Luke's Gospel, where Jesus, before he died, some of his last words before he, he passes on, before he died for our sins, he said, Father, into your hands commit my spirit. And when I was listening to Shane on Friday, on Good Friday, sharing this verse, I was struck because it's never really pinged to me in my head. I'm pretty slow on a lot of things. But Jesus has lived a, f- a complete, sinless life. He's done all that God called him to do. He's gone to the cross. He's died for the sins of the world. He's taken the punishment. But then at the end, Jesus had to trust God. God, I've done everything you've called me to do. You've got to do the rest. I've got to entrust myself to you. And he died. He breathed his last. He had to commit himself completely to God. That's what we need to do. When we hear this message of Jesus' death and resurrection, it's about us in the same way of saying to God, God, there's nothing I can do but to trust in Christ. There's nothing I can do but to trust you. All I can do is declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead. One of my favorite stories, and maybe you've heard this before, is about a guy named Blondin. Blondin, I always imagined had blonde hair, I don't know. He was a real guy. I don't know if this story is real, but this, maybe there's a picture of him. This is what he did. He was a tightrope walker. He was in the circus. 
but he would put his tightrope across Niagara Falls, a massive waterfall uh, in the early 1900s, and he would walk along with his tightrope. People would come and watch him, and he'd be amazing. And he said to the people, who believes I can push this wheelbarrow across? They said, yeah, we believe you can do that, Blondin, of course. But then he says, great, you all believe it. Who wants to jump into the wheelbarrow? What do you think the people said? You're crazy. Why? It's one thing for him to be able to do it. But to jump into the wheelbarrow with Blondin means you've got to trust him. You've got to trust that he can hold that and push you across. It's the same with surrendering to Jesus. It's not just saying the words, but it's, it's believing it in our hearts. It's saying, God, you know, just like you have to trust in Blondin to take you to the other side, it's saying, Jesus, I believe you died and rose again. And I'm trusting in you that if I put my trust in, that you will do the same for me. Surrendering is committing your spirit to God. Surrendering yourself to God is saying, I'm willing to jump into that wheelbarrow with you. I did this when I was 15 years old. And uh, at that time, uh, I was uh, wondering, I'd heard this message a number of times. And maybe you're in that space. You've heard a message like this a number of times. Maybe there's a part in your heart saying, I need, to, I need to put my trust in this and I haven't. And for me, I knew I couldn't sit on the fence forever. There's a time to ponder it and consider it, to do all the questions. But there's also a time when I just had to go, I've got to, I've got to do this. Maybe this morning there's someone here or watching online and you're like, I need to put my trust in you. I need to stop stuffing around. I need to jump into the wheelbarrow. If that's something you want to do, there's a prayer on the screen. I'll let you read that. I'm going to pray it in a minute. But maybe today, just by saying this is a way of you saying, I want to declare that Jesus is Lord for that first time. And I, want to, I believe in my heart that Christ raised him from the dead to be saved. I want that. Is there someone here this morning that hasn't done that, that would like to do that? Is there someone here? I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask if you, that is you, or if you're watching online, would you say this with me? Would you pray this prayer? Make today, today. I urge you. I really honestly do. I'm not doing this to, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying, great, you know, uh, I just want to, you know, do it because you're here in the room, or do it because it's a quick fix. This is a huge thing to do. But I encourage with all my heart to know the assurance, to know the eternal life that you can have in Christ to pray this prayer. So I'm going to pray it. I'm going to ask everyone uh, to bow their heads. If you want to say this, say this along with me. Heavenly Father, I want to declare to you today, I recognize you are the Lord of all. And from this time on, be the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. I recognize that Jesus is God. He lived and then died on the cross for my sins and the sins of the world. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And I trust that by believing and trusting in him, I will be saved. 
and be forever with you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have done that today, I want to say a very special, special congratulations. It's a life-changing time. We want to uh, encourage you. We want to help you know how to live in light of this. It's so simple to say a prayer like that in the quietness of your heart, and yet it can be so tra- it's so transforming to say that to God. We want to help you grow, and there's a couple of ways to do that. Firstly, on the screen uh, is a QR code. This is the one time in church you get to pull out your phone. I'd love you to respond. We've also got uh, cards uh, in your chairs or the chairs near you. If you haven't got a phone, I'd love everyone to do this, or just just to. You know, to make it easy for people, everyone just pull out their phone and point at the screen, at least. But I'd love us all to do this because I, we would love to know how people have responded. There's a couple of responses you can make. Firstly, if you prayed that prayer for the first time to know, today, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and there's a box there, I declared Jesus Lord for the first time. We'd love to encourage you. I'd also invite you to come and do the Hope Explored uh, course with us. Um, you know, to come and let us know, and we would love to encourage you uh, as much as that you would let us do that. There's also a box there that says, Jesus is already my Lord. You might be here, and you'd like to let us know, yeah, that's something I've done before. Maybe you'd love some encouragement uh, or some prayer. We'd love to hear from you. You might be here and go, well, that's awesome, Langdon. This is the first I've heard of it, or I, I need to know more. Great. Uh, for me personally, I went a journey of at least six months. That was my journey. Some people take years. Go on the journey. Um, if you're here in the service today, we have w- wonderful copies of Mark's Gospel. Take one. Maybe take one. If you're watching online, we'll send one to you. Send us your information. We've also got a few. Uh, this is especially for our visitors uh, this morning. A book about Easter. Um, there's a few of these outside in the Welcome Lounge. Uh, I encourage you, just some little resources to go. But talk to someone, engage. Join us, as I say, for Hope Explored. On the back of your card, you can tick and find out uh, about it, and Shane has talked about. Uh, join me and the team for that. Maybe you're, you've set, ticked the box and say, you know what, Langdon, I think it's a bunch of hogwash. Jesus isn't my Lord. Let us know that too. Because at the end of the day, we all have to make a decision. We've all got to decide, what do we do with this resurrection? Do we embrace it? Do we not? But I encourage us all to not sit on the fence. And if that's you, let us know that too. Um, But I also encourage you to remember these words. Remember. If you don't, if you say, no, I'm not into it. But remember these words. Go, if you go away with nothing. Go away with this, that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these most simple and most profound and powerful words. We thank you that indeed Jesus is Lord of all. We thank you that he died and rose again. That if we believe in our heart, we'll be saved. So I thank you for anyone today that said, today is the day. Today I'm saying it. Today I'm declaring that Jesus is Lord for the first time. I want to start following you. And have surrendered themselves to you. I pray, Lord, that you would fill them with your love and your hope. And I pray that you would 
Go with them now on the next steps, assuring them of what you've done. I pray, Lord, for those who haven't done that, but know in their heart this is something they need to do. I pray, Lord, that you would enable them and strengthen them to take those steps. Father, I pray for those, for all of us here, Father. I wanted to give thanks for the Lord Jesus dying on a cross, rising again, to give us all hope, hope in death, hope in life, to make us alive with him. I want to thank you in Jesus' name.